Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio by G. Hay Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing after, uh, well, we're not quite done with uh, Super Wild Card Weekend, but how are we doing after the first portion of Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, I think Brandon and I can agree that we're happy. You guys are both happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're both ecstatic right the now. Giants, so. the G-Men, I won some money. I think, you know, I knew. I just knew they were going to win that game. The Vikings were frauds. I mean, when they have a point differential of so, so low and so they low. got so lucky in winning those close games, and hats off to them for resiliency of winning those close games, but... The Giants just had such a good game plan. Dable, what a sick coach. He's just such He's so a good, good coach. Did you yeah, did you guys see my uh little story I said of Dabo we trust? No, no. Oh yeah. Like I'm sold on him. Like he could coach anybody. Hey, we'll, we'll get into this, but I actually think you guys have a very good shot to beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. <sighs> it's a divisional game, you yeah. know. So I mean Third that's time. always it'll exactly. be close. Yeah. Yeah, and the um what what is that you you don't lose two in a row? Kind of yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess someone like looked that up because we we talked about that going into the San Francisco Seattle game, but it, it's not crazy for a, a team to beat a team th- three times. Um, and again, good first half of your San Francisco 49ers Seattle game. See Seattle having a one point lead in the first half, and yeah. then San Francisco doing what they had to do. Well, look at the other games. That's the the only reason why the oh, third, Cincinnati, the third, Baltimore, and right, then yeah. Miami and, and Buffalo. Two great games. The third exactly. time you play, it is difficult unless yeah. you're as dominant as the 49ers, I guess, or as yeah. bad as the Seahawks, whichever way you want to look at it. But Miami had their third string quarterback and almost beat the Bills. So I mean, like third time is is tough. It's going to be a close game, and the Eagles barely. Beat the Giants third stringers the yeah. last time they played. And then, uh, you know, G.A., you've been in this position before with your Giants going from a wild card team, going on the road, yep. going to the Super Bowl. Any similarities? A totally different team, but uh, any similarities with this team to those two teams? The culture. The culture. The culture. Yeah. The culture is so the same as Coughlin. Uh, it's also, he comes from a similar tree, right? He comes from the Belichick tree. Dabble comes from the yeah. Belichick tree. He comes from that whole entire um, mentality of, you know, we're, we're taking it day by day and win, we're, we're going to win, right? Yeah. Like winning is the goal. Um, yeah, they're all, all those guys are bought in. If you look at like post game, um, you know, hyping from Dable in the locker room. If you look at like all of the all the videos and stuff like that that they do on um, for the Giants um, social media team, when it comes to them p- getting pumped up, they are they're bought in. Yeah. They're bought in, and that's that's something that that's those important. those guys they, all you need know to be who they in. remind me a lot of last year's Niners, a team yeah. with you know wild card team gets in going on the road, going on the road. Yeah. You know, very hard nosed, tough, run up your throat, play yeah. good defense, play timely defense. Had some injuries, but stepped up to the plate. They remind me a lot of that team. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I would love to see a matchup of the Niners-Giants. That would be a great too. game. Yeah, that would, that would be a, a, a classic game. 
game. Um, okay, we, we do have to talk about our one local team that was in the postseason. Mm. And I mean, this oh, is we the, well, we kind of have to. <laughs> this is the, the game of the weekend, and this game will be talked about for quite some time. We'll see what the reverberations are. Uh, you know, we have not heard anything about, uh, you know, uh, Brandon Staley losing his job yet, but uh, there is time. Okay, so the Chargers go into Jacksonville. You know, close game. The Chargers were maybe favored by one. It was Pickham. It was it was thought to be a very close game. The Chargers in the first half go up twenty seven to zero. And not only that, we were on this text exchange, and I'm like, yes, they're up twenty seven to zero, but they really should be up thirty five to zero, thirty eight to zero. Hopefully that doesn't come back to, to haunt them. Now, again, generally speaking, when you're up 27 and nothing in a playoff game, you should be okay. Of course, these are the Chargers. And I just had a bad feeling going in a half when they gave up that touchdown. So instead of going into the half 27 to nothing or 34 to nothing or something along those lines, it's a 27 to 7 game. And it, it just never turned around for the Chargers after that. Uh, they find a way to, to lose the game. Jacksonville going for two, putting them in position to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, it is really hard, by the way, to have a 5-0 to zero turnover differential margin. Again, four picks in the first half. Holding Jacksonville to 19 yards on the ground. I mean, when you just look at the stats, an amazing game by the Chargers, but at the end of the day, third worst loss in terms of the lead in the postseason. I have a quick question for you, because I think this happened in the Cincinnati game as well um, with Baltimore. What happened to pound, pound, pounding the the pavement, so to speak, I mean, right? Well, they, they, they yeah. kind of went away from that, right? Like the, Baltimore did the same thing. They went away. From, they were they were killing it on the ground, yeah, right. And then they go away from it. Same thing with the Chargers. They're killing it on the ground, and they go away from it. So I'm kind of, I'm just confused as far as that play calls. The concerned. one play that 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 kind of stuck with me, and I think that this was in the first half where they have a third and a foot, and they do a, a jet sweep from the from like a shotgun position. It just made no sense. Uh, again, pound the dirt, pound the pavement. Yeah. And you've been able to run the ball, but beyond that, I mean, like, like you don't want to kill the clock like in the first half. But no. I'm just saying, control the game, control yes. the tempo of the game, and they totally got away from that. Yeah, it so makes, that, I mean, that was my confusion. I yeah. was like, you know what? The first in the first half, the game plan was working: yeah. pound the pavement, pound the ground, be you know, run that rock, and then all of a sudden they get away from it. So I'm just I. I don't know where Staley's head was at was as far as like, hey, we can be flashy or something. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why there was any of, uh, any hope for Staley to begin with. <laughs> I mean, you're you're putting a guy in. Look, I told Fernando about this, and he gets he always he was getting mad at me. He was getting mad at me. I'm like, Staley shouldn't even show up to the game next weekend. This was early on in the season when they had that debacle against the Jaguars the first time, and you're like. How is this guy the coach? And I know some people are like, oh, he had injuries. Yeah, thanks to him. And uh, also, the guy can't coach. He was a defensive coordinator. Why is he calling plays? Why is he calling plays? He thinks he's some boy genius like McVay and Shanahan. He's not. He simply isn't. Yeah, I mean, he's had a unique coaching um, career where he was a college QB. He knows yep. offense, obviously, but, but but beyond that, you cannot be on the hot seat. And I really do believe with the Mike Williams decision and a lot of the decisions he had this season, he was on the hot seat going into to this postseason game. To the point, Brandon, we talked about it, if he wins this game, he kind of almost has to do the unthinkable and beat the Chiefs or, or at, at least make that a good game. 
But not only to lose to Jacksonville, but to blow a 27-0 lead. Again, third largest comeback in postseason history. It's going to be really hard. Again, the players said all the right things. You know, we really trust Brandon. We like him. Again, no player. And again, people (laughs) were tweeting out these quotes like it meant something. No player is going to throw the coach under the bus following a game like that. At the end of the day, the players still have to do their jobs. Someone has to pay the price for losing a 27-0 lead. But at the end of the day, there's no player who's going to say, hey, listen, it wasn't my fault. I mean, Joey Bosa, it was your Except fault. Except jo- Herb- Do- J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> who came out and was, you know, critical of Harbaugh's coaching. And, yeah. you know, rightfully so, by the way. There, there, was some, there were some awful play calls, but that's a lot of Greg Roman, too. And trust me, Greg Roman only has a job because he was the OC for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And now he's on John Harbaugh. But go ahead, GA, you were going to say uh, something? No, no, I, I lost it. So go. I was go just going to say like, yeah, okay, he has experience with QBs, but I mean, I, I always find this like, yes, I know Justin Herbert didn't have his elite receivers a lot of the year. How a quarterback that talented who had almost, almost 40 touchdowns last year had 22, 21 or 22 touchdowns yeah. this year. Unacceptable unacceptable and and yes a lot of it it, you know staley is to blame but i mean justin herbert didn't do a lot in the second half 100 you know he's also to blame i know he kind of this this boy wonder like he gets he doesn't get as much blame and he's talented but yeah he didn't do enough none of nobody did enough but you know the reason that it's become such a story really is like if there was no coaches out there or if there was like a hot young coordinator maybe there, there, there wouldn't be this pressure Sean Payton is there. And not only is Sean Payton is there, Sean Payton this entire season has been in the South Bay where the Chargers are building their new practice facility. And it just aligns right. You know, with a lot of these coaching jobs that are available, they either have cap problems, they're either attached to a quarterback that's past his prime or a quarterback that's no good. The Chargers job is really in a position where he could effectively perhaps take over a team that on paper could be the best team in the league. Again, just when you just look at the at the ta- at the talent offensively, defensively, Herbert, you know, when you look at Sean Payton's track record with Drew Brees prior to that with the Cowboys, I mean, he was the one who worked with Tony Romo when he was a undrafted quarterback. Um, what he could do with a Herbert, what he could do with this offense, what he could do with this team. And it does mean something when a coach walks into your building and says, I've won a championship, here's the ring. I think it's also important to note how much is Spanos, the Spanos family willing to spend, right? Because, I get that. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one response I got, and I totally get that. At the end of the day, though, someone has to go talk to the Spanos family and say, you're in Los Angeles. <laughs> I and agree. what just I happened, agree. whatever you thought going into this weekend, it's flipped because not only did you lose, you blew a 27-0 lead. And now, and by the way, this this chargering it up, you know, they just chargered themselves. Like, they have this Clippers perception. Well, any, anybody from San Diego, Padres but, too. But they, but they get it, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I had this uh, a tweet that there are 12 pro football, there are 12 Pro sports franchises in Southern California. Only three have never won a championship. It's the Chargers, it's the Padres, and it's all the Clippers. All of San Diego. All of San Diego connect, ties. You know, ties. But this is a crucial offseason because you have a lot of fans. And again, this was their moment. The Rams were one of the worst teams in the league. They didn't make the postseason. Not only were the Chargers, they had the stage to themselves. 
they crapped the bed. They crapped all over themselves in front of the entire world, in front of California, when they had an opportunity to get some more fans. So now I think if you can, you really have to swing for the fences. Because I think if you just bring back the same coach, the same staff. And oh, you're going to lose fans. You're going to lose fans. Well, not only that, I think it is promising when you bring up, when I bring up, you know, will the, will the Spanos family pay? I mean, last offseason, they paid for Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. J.C. Jackson. So they showed a willingness at least last season to go and pay for these players. But the one thing they're missing is the coach. They have the Super Bowl ready roster. So are they willing to go trade? They have the draft capital. Yeah. I think this is like Stephen A. Smith said, Sean Payton should be the coach by next week. You're you know? right that they historically have never paid financially for a coach. And they've certainly not gone to the extent of trading a first round pick for a coach. That being said, they have not been in a position to hire a head coach that's won a Super Bowl, a head coach that, by the way, he's building a stellar staff. Vic Fangio coming in as your defensive coordinator. With that defense? I mean, so like now you're talking like it's not just Sean Payton. He's bringing in together a a quality staff that's going to put all these talented players in a position to succeed. Yeah, and I love Trevor Lawrence, but it's going to make the Chargers fans feel much worse when they get blown out next week because we saw what happened in Kansas City. We saw what happened in Kansas City in Arrowhead Stadium the first time the Jaguars came there. Oh man, it was, they're not, they might get blown out of the field. I hate to say it. I really hope they keep it close and I hope they can pull off an upset, but no, I mean, again, you're you're just hoping it's a close game, but but, you know, like everyone talking about Trevor Lawrence and the game he had, I mean, the fact of the matter is he threw four picks in the first half. If he didn't play the chargers, if if a a team that can't hold a 27 point lead, he would have lost. But I mean, again, very rarely do you have a quarterback throw four picks in the first half and find a way to come back and win or a team have five turnovers. The Chargers had none. It was amazing. I mean, it, when you just look at the stats, when you look at the box score, it's amazing that the Chargers found a way to lose this game. And, and I really do believe that the Chargers have to do something. And the most simple d- decision, obviously, is the head coach. Well, it is a Saturday. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. I've heard. So I've heard. Great stat. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence on a Saturday. Unfortunately for him, when is the next game? When is the uh, if if the if that Chiefs Jaguars game is on on a Saturday? It's on a Saturday. I guess he has a chance. I guess he has a chance. We'll we'll see. I guess right. Let's. Uh, we probably should take a second here and talk about Brandon's 49ers again, (laughs) built for the postseason. But I mean, had an amazing, uh, you know. They, what they've won 10 in a row, 11 in a row. Like they, they look like the best team in the league right now. The Brock Purdy story is very fascinating to me because if he continues to do what he's done, and let's just say, let's just say he gets to the Super Bowl and loses. I mean, let's just play that out. I mean, how do you not bring this guy back? Like uh, uh, with, with what he's done so far. And now you have a situation where, by the way, this reminds me way back in the day, G. Hey, when we were younger, they, you know, they had Joe Montana, Steve Young, Steve Bono. You're like three great quarterbacks. Uh, what like, do you how do? do you decide? How do you yeah. decide? I mean, I mean, listen, listen if, if he leads them to their first Super Bowl since, you know, 1996, he's their guy. He's a folk hero. I don't, you know, but you play it out. You've been following this. Team. Yeah. I look, it, this is, Look, they, in my opinion, have the best roster in the NFL. They should win the Super Bowl. And, you know, Brock Purdy is a big part of that. He's been playing fantastic. Like, no one, not me, nobody had thought this guy 
could do this. I knew he was good when the moment I saw him with his eyes when he came on the field. You can just tell like a winner's a winner. You know, like and his teammates he's got knew that. that. His was, teammates was, yeah. knew that. And now Fred Warner's saying the reason why we could win this whole thing is because of Brock Purdy. It's like it's wow, they believe in him. That's why he has to be the starter next year if they do win it all. Yeah. At the same time, it's like the upside of Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to count him off. And I know he doesn't have reps, but I just know if they trade Trey Lance, they should have a quarterback competition. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's, Jimmy's Jimmy gone. is not resigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have a quarterback competition between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, regardless. Even if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. And then Bowl. you could at least get a first round. Exactly. Pick for, no, but or, but think about this. Yeah. Trey Lance and Lewis Riddick's one of the most smart, the smartest guys in the industry. Sure. One of them. He said Trey Lance will be an MVP, a perennial MVP candidate if developed correctly. Yeah. And I still stand by it. The upside of Trey Lance is here. It's a Josh Allen. He was Allen. supposed to be the starting a, quarterback this year. Well, it's a Patrick Mahomes. It's a Josh yeah. Allen with his upside. But the problem is you have a Super Bowl ready roster. Yeah. Brock Purdy lacks the upside that Trey Lance has, but is already established and can lead you to where you want to go. See, yeah. And he's young and he can read defenses the older he gets. So it's like you have a Super Bowl ready roster. You don't have time to develop Trey Lance. Exactly. It's going to suck, but he's going to be a superstar on another team. He yeah. will. He just will. I, I've seen but his that talent. connection that you build with your teammates if you win a championship. The, it's you, important. You can't replicate that. So it would be so crazy for them to sit a quarterback who has not lost. So, I mean, if they continue to do what they've done, win the divisional round, win the conference championship, and then win the Super Bowl, he's your guy. And there's no question about it. And then at that point, I mean, what are the chances that they just say he's our guy? Because I mean, if you have a Super Bowl champion quarterback and now you're like, okay, now we have a quarterback competition with Trey Lance. I I don't know. I think at that point, he's the team trusts him. Like that's our guy. He's B C B. Right. Yeah. By no, the way, did absolutely. you see that? Did you yeah. see that sign? It was big, and there was a picture of a the chicken, rooster. A, rooster. a rooster. There you go. A uh, rooster. Brock. Let's not get it confused. Okay. Yeah. He's not a chicken. No, he's, he's not a, a chicken. <laughs> he's a rooster. There's diff. There's levels. One's an alpha male, and one's a beta male. Yeah. There's the rooster, and the- no, I'm kidding. But uh, you know, look, I know this is going to be uh, on when this game is happening. Let's not talk about Let's the game. Let's not talk about yeah, well, okay. just Because, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, depending well, it'll on be like the fourth quarter yeah. when this comes. But I am LA. hoping, I am hoping, uh, you know, we get a classic matchup on a Sunday. All right, so let me, let me yeah. ask you about this. There's yeah. rumors circulating. And I, I, I note this in my new sport, in my new power rankings yeah. article that's out now, but, um, Bojan Bogdanovich, there is now interest from both sides. Yeah. Uh, they may have to, they're probably going to have to give up an unprotected first, but they're in serious talks from what I've heard yeah. from re- re- reliable sources well, on Twitter. Well, you have to trade what's, who's involved so, in this trade. The thing, the why this is interesting, right, is because Bojan just signed an extension. So not only is he on your roster this year, he's a part of this quote, they won a championship core the next two years, yeah. right? Because he signed a two-year extension, $15 million a year, which is a steal for a guy this talented. You know, 21 points per game, true shooting percentage, 65, one of the best three-point shooters in the league offensively, fills that need that they have, right? The issue is, okay, wh- you're going to have to give up that unprotected first along with Nunn and Beverly, or two players with those contracts to make it work. Yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat because you look at the West. I know they've lost three straight games, close games, but they lost them, right? They should have won. They lost two, three close games. They are competitive. Yeah. They're only two games back of the six seed, right? Or two and a half games two back. Two and a half. But again, it, it, uh, these teams are separated. Like again, you, 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 you could be the 13 seed with two, Davis two coming games back, out of the six seed. Pull the trigger on this trade. Use that other first round pick to get two elite perimeter defenders. 
get Bogdanovich, their upside is is very clear. They still don't have a perimeter defender. They're going to need it by the deadline. But if they get Bogdanovich, they will compete in the Western Conference. I think if they make a move also psychologically, I think that that's going to help guys to say, hey, like, like they believe that we can win it. We believe that we can win it. And then also at that point with the buyout market, I think they become a player at that point. Because, listen, if you're the 13th seed, you're not going to make the playoff. No one's going to go there. But in the buyout market, yeah, you get an elite perimeter you can defender. Get a, yeah, listen, if if they're if they're at that point the sixth seed and they're healthy and they're playing well, and you're saying like why well, like, why wouldn't I want to come here? Yeah, someone on the Rockets, someone on the Spurs, someone on the Hornets, yeah. like maybe a perimeter defender that's just getting wasted. Like, yeah, okay, we'll send it to you. Just give us a second round pick. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good deal to have for yeah. sure. But just had uh, bad flashbacks last night when the Lakers lost that game to Philadelphia. I think it would have been PTSD. A good, you know, qual- quality win, but when you have listen with Russell Westbrook, you really do have to put him in positions to succeed. He had a great game, but that final possession, and we've talked about it why is he the one handling the ball with 15 seconds left in the game i mean he goes to he, um, he, the um you know th- this is just me it's hero ball let, let me take the shot and lebron was so frustrated i don't know if you guys saw me just basically put his head down and walked off the court didn't you know didn't talk to the sixers players it, it was just a tough loss but listen if they make a trade they're kind of in the thick of things if they get healthy they will be in the mix. Um, all right, let's leave it there for now. I am actually going to have to step out, uh, but Brandon and Jihei will uh, take over. And then we will be joined by Fernando Ramirez, the uh, Chargers beat reporter for the Sporting Tribune, trying to put a bow on this crazy end to the season in Jacksonville. So we'll talk to Fernando when we come back on the mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Hello and welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, guys, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Also, email us at Show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase A-R-A-S-H-M-A-R-K-A-Z-I-S-H-O-W at gmail. Dot com. Okay, it's time to go to the Circa and Sporting Tribune guest hotline with Mr. Fernando Ramirez himself. Fernando, how are you doing, man? How was your weekend? I'm sure we're going to get uh, the Chargers lost, but I, I just wanted to start on a high note. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on, and obviously, uh, good weekend. I mean, it was interesting. A lot of the football games were a lot. Everybody thought, oh, blowout here, blowout there. 
every game was uh, was close. It was very interesting. And then now you have uh, Ravens running back, J.K. Dobbins. Finally, somebody who's going to keep it real. He's like, I should have had the ball more. I, I wasn't tired of running. You guys should have given it to me on the goal line last night. Like, that's what I want. I want realness. Come out and give it to us real. Joey Bosa kept it real as well, throwing out a couple of F-bombs uh, about the officiating. So, uh, definitely, uh, definitely interesting all around. That's what, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want to cover the real, the real guys who, who are honest, not the, not the guys that just give you the usual spiel. Give, give, give it to us real. Yeah. I think everybody wants authenticity, right? I think we are in the, uh, era of authenticity right now where everybody, exactly. you know, everybody wants to just hear what you actually really, truly feel. I mean, like the, the moments where, you know, you get those good feeling vibes or whatever, like good for you. But like, I want to know the grit, but um, you spoke about the running game, like for two seconds with uh, Dobbins, man, I like, I just don't understand how both Baltimore and the chargers went away from that run game in the second half. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I'm wondering like somebody that's a lot closer, obviously to the chargers. I want, I wonder like, is there a reason? Was there like, you know, d- I think it, so basically what happened is the thing is the chargers have been trying to mask exactly what they don't have. I'm sorry to say, but Austin Eckler is not an every down back. He's not a back that you can run the clock out with. The Chargers have been able to do it before, and they've kind of gotten, I don't want to say lucky, their offensive line has been able to open up the holes to try and get them uh, those big holes to end games and stuff like that in the past. It has not worked this season. They haven't been able. Well, Rashawn Slater's not in there either, so uh, that really hurt them, but that's the problem. And the thing is that everybody's wondering, oh, did Staley cost them the game? Or, or was it Joey Bosa with the penalties? No, it wasn't any of that. It's exactly what I've been talking about all season. Their third quarter, their, their second half adjustments have not worked. They did not work again. Doug Peterson, you can tell, did a Doug Peterson said he didn't switch anything up in the second half. He didn't. What he did was they just played more aggressive and they played up-tempo but they played still their same brand of football. They played the same way they did in the first half. The thing is, you just didn't see Trevor Lawrence um, turning the ball over. But that's the problem with the Chargers. The Chargers need a Melvin Gordon style of back. And I'm not saying go get Melvin Gordon. But when they had Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, Austin was the flash. And uh, and Melvin Gordon was the, the, like the cannonball rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that would grind out the game at the end yeah. of the game, he would hit. He would take those hits. You need that kind of style of running back. Everybody says, oh, we're revolutionizing. We're going to a new era of football. No, we're not. You still need those big backs, uh, uh, Derrick Henry. uh, Well, not even Derrick Henry because that's just just a colossal man. But something to that extent, you need something like that to be able to help you end games when the Chargers don't have that. Plus uh, Plus their second half mistakes and not being able to adjust, it really hurt them. And that's the difference when you have a Super Bowl winning coach like uh, Doug Peterson, who knows how to do that, who knows how to uh, make different moves. Um, Brandon Staley just got, I mean, I, I'm sure he would say he got out coached in the second half, and unfortunately that's why the Chargers are home, and that's why um, Jacksonville will now play against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which I think is a lot is going to be a lot closer game than what people expect. 
Uh, I disagree there. I hope it is. Um, but I, man, I, Jacksonville is a good defense. They got a good quarterback. Right. You went to the gym on Saturday while the 49ers played. Were you pumping iron, brother? <laughs> uh, you know, I was, and then it was close. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on the workout. It was close. And they finally broke away and let me focus on my workout. So I was, I was kind of <laughs> pissed that it was, it was close. Um, but that, I mean, look, Hey, that just shows but that's you. what you guys have done all season. That's what the 49ers have done all season though. They keep it close. They keep it entertaining. And then boom, we're going to go for the knockout punch a lot of teams don't have that knockout punch i hope they do that next week too i i don't know who they're gonna play obviously the the sh- well the show's gonna air at seven so whoever uh in la so whoever is uh winning that game in the fourth quarter you know hats off to them either way i think they win but man i wouldn't be able to come on the show ever again if dallas won today or mm-hmm. won tonight and then came in and beat the niners in san francisco next week i really that is the my worst nightmare i hope that does not happen all i have to say is the bucks better win because i have money on the bucks so like that, that, that I, let's just talk about it let's just talk about it. at this time when this airs the bucks should be up 24 to like 10 like Dak should already have thrown two picks i mean the cowboys are terrible they stink they literally lost to the they commanders to the commanders by like 15 they, they lost to a third or four string quarterback and sam howell looked like an all pro and now they're talking about how if they don't get a quarterback sam howell will be the starter next season like how is that possible let's just say this how many coaches has brady fired <laughs> gonna be another one after tonight oh you're calling it whoa, 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 whoa. so we're going we're going with cowboys for you no no i'm saying gonna be he's gonna fire mike mccarthy oh, oh he's gonna get mike them. mccarthy fired mike up. mccarthy should have never been hired just because they had a sleepover he was hired him and jerry Jones. who knows what they were doing <laughs> that sleepover and that that bubble bath i don't want to know but uh at the same time it's like uh, there was, back in the and Dak in the Dak comes in <laughs> and introduces yeah exactly i like that i, I you know that's how he decided to give Dak the extension. I was in the shower and I thought about it. Oh, we got yeah. to get it yeah, done. He was thinking about Dak in the shower. That was <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Um, oh. But no, I mean I like Dak as a person. I think he gets some. Um, oh, you know he's a he's a great ambassador of the game. He's a great human being. He's done a lot. Yeah, and it sucks. So I mean, I, yeah. I I I I don't think it's a him problem. I think whoever's at quarterback is going to choke. It's a Cowboys problem. They've choked for yeah. thirty years. You know what I'm saying? It's not Dak's fault. Dak's probably the most talented quarterback they've had in the past 20 plus years. Do you think, I mean, this, I personally think, because you guys know where I stand, I can't stand this organization. So um, do you think, that, <laughs> do you think that it might possibly be, you know, one particular person needs to take the, pull the reins off? I'm talking about Jerry. Well, the problem is, the problem is that Jerry doesn't want to be like, Jerry wants, like when he wins the Super Bowl again, or if he ever does, he wants everybody to say Jerry Jones won that Super Bowl. Like because yeah. of Jerry, they won that Super, and that's it. egotistical. That like, you can't think that way. Like he was pissed because they said Jimmy Johnson won that Super Bowl for the Cowboys, and then oh, Bar- uh, not Barry Switzer. They said uh, the talent on that team won the Super Bowl when Barry Switzer was the coach. So to Jerry, that pisses him off, and he wants to know that somebody says, "Oh, he he's the reason why they won that Super Bowl." So and that's the problem. That's when everybody asked me, will Sean Payton go to the Chargers or the Cowboys? Like, you have two owners who, one, Dean Spanos won't. I don't think you'd give one guy just true, control, full control of the team like Sean Payton. And then I don't think Jerry Jones would give uh, the same thing, but just in two different ways, if you guys get what I mean. Like, Jerry Jones wants to be fully involved, 
And Dean Spanos kind of wants a GNR manager. He wants his son, who's obviously the president of football operations involved. So it's like one guy just doesn't want to give up all the power. And one guy thinks that it should be multiple people that have their hands in the cookie jar. So it's just, it's incredible the way each owner kind of is in the NFL. They're just, they're, they're, they're interesting individuals. If, if you guys get what I mean. No, definitely. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's been a long run for uh, Jerry so, Jones and his egos. So. so, so tell me about this, Fernando. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this bills Bengals game, because these were two teams that underperformed in yeah. next weekend. Um, great, great, great matchup. I am nervous if the bills win because I don't want the chiefs to go to the super bowl. America wins when the chiefs lose. I absolutely hate them. I think they're the villain of the NFL. Really? Yep. I, I hate them. I don't want them to win. I, I, it would be great if Patrick Holmes never got another super bowl. And the only reason why he has a super bowl is because of Kyle Shanahan choking. And we all know that. So, uh, I, I think the Bengals are best equipped to beat them. I don't know. So I'm kind of rooting for the Bengals. Um, what do you think? I think it's just the NFL wants the Bills to win so bad that the 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 re, the, the refs are just gonna every call is gonna go for the Bills. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I mean. I don't know. I think the Bengals are well equipped. The thing is, everybody's like, "Oh my God!" Everybody's freaking out because of the results over the weekend. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I'm like, "Wait, Miami just played the." the Bills a couple of weeks ago, their division rivals, and then Baltimore just played them last week. So, I mean, their divisional rivals, this stuff is supposed to happen. So I think everybody kind of needs to chill out with that one. But, um, but no, I mean, I, I don't know if the Chiefs are that good to make it all the way. I mean, I just, I don't see, like, their, their, their front four is very good. I think they're a lot better than they've been in years past. The only thing is, I think Buffalo has so much, so many weapons on offense that Josh Allen can go anywhere. And then remember, they're not going to be in Kansas City. They'd be in... Um, they're going to be in Atlanta, right? So I think that's going to hurt the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then my question is, okay, say that the Bills do win and Kansas City does too. I don't think these rules have come out yet. I think the NFL is still coming out with it. Who's going to be the home team? Who's going to be the away right. team? Who's going to get more fans in the stands? Who's going to be able to... like? Because you know, in the home game, you literally have, it's about uh, 80, 20, literally when it right. comes to playoff games. So that's my question. Who's going to be allowed to have the more fans? Like it, there's a lot of things that the NFL still hasn't cleared up about that. And I think they're, I think they're hoping that the Bengals, either the Bengals or the Jaguars pull off the upset so that they don't have to worry about sending it to Atlanta and doing all this other stuff. But I, that's what I think is ultimately going to happen. I think this game is going to go to Atlanta and they're going to have to play it and I'm interested to see what the NFL is going to do with that, uh, with that matchup. But I think I, I really do think that the Buffalo bills kind of turned a corner yesterday and I thought they were firing automatically. So I'm, I'm really, I'd really like to see them against uh, Kansas city uh, coming up. I think it'd, it'd be a really good matchup and they better I, win. Like this, <laughs> I think this is Buffalo's time. I think Buffalo finally uh, gets over that hump. Oh, they're going to win so, the Super Bowl. So you're Bowl. telling, you're saying that they're going to win the win everything, win it all. No, 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 no. I don't know about everything because the Forty ers are uh, are very, 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 very good. And uh, I think, and and another thing is too, Brandon. Remember, uh, Buffalo or Cincinnati's offensive line is hurt. Yeah, they yeah. Williams and yeah. their right and their right guard now. Man, if Von Miller was playing in this game, he'd be feasting. Uh, yeah. Hey. Was I dreaming or did they say that Bond? No, Bond, Bond, Bond's out, right? 
I yeah, so. I, he's I not going to play. Gonna play. But it's yeah. like, you're right. Look what the Ravens did to Burrow and everybody yesterday. Man, they were getting pressure on him like every play. Exactly. Dude, Baltimore, exactly. Baltimore looked like back in the day, Baltimore. Well, that's because Roquan. That was like the best uh, trade at the deadline. So good. That was, that, yeah, that was incredible. Joe Burrow, like, he he evaded him so nice. Like, he just, like, slipped to the, like, he slipped to the left, and Roquan just went right by him and missed. It was on four down, too. And he was able to get the first down. I was like, dang. I was like, what a move by Joe Burrow. But the, but honestly, I, I really do think we're in for four really good games coming up. I mean, the, well, three. These two games, uh, the divisional games, and then obviously the uh, AFC Championship. I think there's going to be fireworks for all three so, games. So let me ask you this, because G. Hayes G-Men came out on top, and I predict I knew that was going to happen. I think we all kind of knew the Vikings were frauds. Um, yeah. but they're going to go into Philly. Man, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think because Philly, I know Jalen Hurts is healthier now than he was a couple weeks ago, but man, they barely, they limped to that victory over the third string Giants. And this Giants team is well coached. They have a knack to stop the run. Um, I I mean, this is is a good match. Third time they've played. I mean... This is going to go down to the wire, in my opinion. I think. I hope it does. Man, I hate Philadelphia. I don't want to go to Philly next weekend. I mean, in two <laughs> weeks, if if we're lucky yeah. enough to beat the Bucks or or Cowboys, which we should, but you never know with this 49ers team. I don't want to go to Philly. Yeah. Keep the NFC Championship in Santa Clara, please. <laughs> Can the Giants please yeah. get this win? I um I, I think it's going to be a lot closer, too. The only thing is, is that how how is Jalen Hurts doing? Like That's going to be the big question. Did this week really help him the way uh, the way that I feel like a lot of people think might have helped him? Because he did not look good against the Giants in that game a couple of weeks ago or last week. He didn't look good. He, he didn't look good in the sense of he still looked like he was hurt. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with. But I, I really do think that Philly has enough fire firepower to to beat them. And obviously on defense, they have some very good players. But uh, but yeah, that's going to be the issue. Can they stop Daniel Jones? They have uh they have a front seven that should be able to stop the Giants, but man, the Giants are just right now. That's the problem. That's the crazy part. Everybody thinks that that week off helps. Sometimes it hurts you. I mean, a team like the Giants is coming in, they're on fire. A, guy, a team like Jacksonville is coming in, they're on fire. And Kansas City and Philadelphia are going to have to try and neutralize that fire, and and um and that sometimes is difficult. That's why I mean, you've seen in the past. When Houston came in, to, remember when Houston came into Kansas City, they got up twenty-four to zero, and then um, and then Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were able to kind of settle it down, and they were able to come out uh, with a with the victory. But I mean, that's the thing: when teams come in on fire, it's hard to stop that. But uh, but it's definitely going to be interesting. I, I honestly think that Giants game is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants uh, scare them at, at the end and Philly pulls it out. But I think uh, the Giants may scare Philly a couple of times, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, just really quick question, because you mentioned this, and I want I want to stick with this one um, topic, is momentum. Um, Giants won their, their two Super Bowls, um, two out of the three of the Super Bowls due to momentum, right? Because they were both wild cards um, in both of those Super Bowl situ- situations. I'm wondering, is momentum more a factor in your mind, or um, the fact that um, they're getting rest is more in your mind? No, I think it's momentum. I mean, when, you, when you're rolling the way the Giants have been to end the season and then now, I mean, I know they lost in Philly, but hell, your backups almost took Philly to the wire. So uh, that's momentum. The momentum is beating the Giants in their own stadium. Like, 
shutting their fans up is one of the most uh, satisfying um, is one of the most satisfying things for a player. I know that they love it. So they were able to shut up the the, the Vikings fans and everything. No so cool, none of that. So yeah, I, mean, I know that they're fired up for it. So that's the thing is, and then Philly's been sitting for a week. So um, so momentum can get them there. The thing is, I don't think the Giants team is good enough to make it all the way. That this other Giants team was. They had Mario Manningham. They had uh, they had so much talent. Plexigo Burris in the one, and the other one they had uh, they had a hockey mix. They they just had so much talent on both sides. Uh, this one, this one's talented, but they're not. I mean, Daniel Jones is no Eli Manning, but uh, of course. But I think, but I still think that they're they, they're good enough to challenge Philly, and they're able. They're going to be able to scare Philly, I think. But at the end of the day, I think Philly's going to get that game. But uh, but yeah, no momentum is momentum is something that uh, that just uh, it, it can really carry you. I mean, to, I I really think this Giants team. There's a lot of similarities. Don't think they're as talented as the Niners team last year. But the Niners team went into Green Bay and you know pulled off an upset. Uh, it's been a curse in recent years to be the number one seed. Uh, it really has. Uh, I know Kansas City was, uh, they lost to Tampa Bay, wild card team. Rams were not a wild card team, but they barely won the division, right? Or did the Cardinals, I think the Rams barely won the division last year, right? That was so a four seed. Yeah, that was a yeah. four seed. I mean, when's the last time a one seed won the Super Bowl? I think it was the Chiefs against the Niners, right? In 19 or 20? Uh, I think I that was, that that was no, I think that, I don't. Go ahead. They um, were because Patrick Mahomes never. Patrick Mahomes has never played a uh, an away game at, uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like I think maybe I you're right, Fernando. Maybe it's a curse to be the one seed. Uh, I really still think the Chiefs are gonna it's just go, go to town on the Jaguars, but I'm hoping the Jaguars. I mean, Doug Peterson's a great. Philly should have never fired him. I, I know Nick Sirianni's a good coach, but let's be real. Look at his roster. I mean, how hard is it to be a good coach when you have that roster? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's done a good job, but Doug Peterson should have never been fired. Beef with the general manager, so that that was the problem. Is that they they kept on having beef about the players that they want. Like Doug Peterson was like, "Hey, I want you to draft this player." Okay, and then he can turn around and draft another player that Doug Peterson didn't want, or it was because he liked them. So that that's that's. That toxic environment is uh, difficult to to um, to go with, but uh, but I, I definitely no man. I, I really think Trevor Lawrence. I think these guys are gonna are, are coming in hot. I, I really think they're gonna they're gonna challenge Kansas City a little bit. I think they're gonna scare them at least once, but obviously Kansas City will settle down. I still think Kansas City is gonna win the game, but I'm just saying I think they're gonna scare them a little bit uh, just because of the momentum. Trevor Lawrence, man, he threw four picks, and you still turned around and had the conviction to keep on making even more dangerous throws, and uh, and you came out and won the game. I mean, that, that was just crazy. Yeah, um, less than a minute left. Um, Fernando, just really quick, you mentioned um, Trevor Lawrence. He has never lost on a Saturday. Is he going to lose? Uh, yeah. Are we, are we keeping with that stat? I hope so. Please, please don't <laughs> lose. Please don't lose. You will do all of us a favor with your beautiful hair. If you can <laughs> defeat um, Mahomes and his, and his TikTok brother, please, please do that. America needs it. There you go. Brandon has spoken. Brett, He's going to okay, go work out when that game happens too. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe Brandon needs to keep the cypher going and go to the gym <laughs> and pump iron every single uh <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Every single Sunday. Exactly. There you go, Brandon. That's your it's your new uh your new Exactly. Regiment, there you go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Fernando, for uh, uh, for always joining us every Monday. Let's do this again tomorrow, guys. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi Show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.